What we have here is a boost. A signal, a signal boost. boost. A boost for comic book Kickstarter campaigns. Brought to you by Spoiler Country. Each episode we bring you current campaigns that we think you should support. Talk with the creators to give you insight into the project and spread the love of indie comic books. Now sit back, grab a drink, and listen to what we have to offer you today. Join the cult of the Spoilerverse and welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. Hello. And today on the show, well, this this is a cool series that we've done. We took a little bit of hiatus, but it's back, and it's back in a big way. And this is called the Kickstarter Signal Boost, and we call them KSBs for short. And this is our way of bringing attention to Kickstarters we think you should know about. And today, we have like four people on. Johnny, why don't you give us a rundown of who's on today's show? Oh, yeah, sure, man. So these are fun. This is episode, this is number 21. It's the 21st time you've done this in the last three years, which is pretty awesome. That's so crazy. today, we talk with Jack Stepp from the Elysian, referred to us by our good friend Clay Holio. We talk with Oscar Evernaldo from Mashboard and Grifty, referred to us by Sean McKeever, who we had on this show, which hasn't aired yet, but it'll be coming out here probably by the uh, by in April. The Sean, our Sean McKeever episode will air. Um, we've got Brian Dawson with Mahoney's, which is a really fun series. You'll hear him Mahoney's, Mahoney's. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a vil, it's a super villain bar. I'll, I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> and then we have uh, Leanne uh, Leanne Danielle, which I hope I'm saying that right because that's, that's how it's spelled. But it has a I mean I might have typed that wrong. If I said it wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, who has a story in the new Cthulhu is hard to spell book two and came on and talked to Casey about that and some other stuff she has going on too. Very cool. Very cool. Well, who's, who's up first? First up, we're going to do Jack Steph with the illusion. Uh, my name is Jack Stepp. The book is called The Elysian. Uh, it, in a nutshell, it's um, it follows the story of a young woman who uh, her father goes missing, and he leaves her kind of a directions to find a man named Hades. She goes in search of him. She meets him. Uh, they're attacked by this group of uh, kind of alien-looking soldiers, and they have to go on the run. And through the course of it, she realizes that there is uh, an ancient breakaway civilization of highly advanced humans um, called the Elysian. And so they, yeah, so they kind of go through a an adventure there, and he takes them takes her to the kind of their capital, and they realize that they've been attacked by these soldiers too, and um, realize that this is a it's a much bigger thing, and they're getting ready to attack the earth. Nice. I'm looking. I'm looking at your the Kickstarter right now. The uh, the art looks really nice. I like it. Um, are you doing this all by yourself, or is you, are you just with the team? Uh, I am. I uh, I looked at getting possibly a colorist at one time, but I just I couldn't couldn't make it work. Couldn't afford it, so uh, I uh, I wrote it, I drew it, and then I learned to color, <laughs> do digital color. So <laughs> well, you did even a good lettering. Job. You did a good job. <laughs> Thanks. That's cool. So what um what inspired the story? Uh, oh gosh. Um boy, I started this decades ago. Uh, I was I was really into mythology and stuff when I was a kid and liked superhero genre, but uh, as I got older, I started reading some of this um what's called kind of 14 subjects, so like mm-hmm. paranormal, ancient civilizations, aliens, um, and I just saw more of a kind of like a science fiction turn. And so uh, I took sort of that mythology and the science fiction and kind of hidden histories, you know, things that, you know, that we don't know is happening. And right. Kind of all came together. And how long? So how long? So this is a this is a, a collection. Is this a collection of, of uh, 
single issues put into a trade paperback, or is this just all one big story that's uh, coming out for the first time? Uh, so originally I wrote it to be six individual books, and then um, I'd kind of been working on those and just realized that it was it's it's hard to sell individual books. So I, I put them all together into a graphic novel. Um, so this is going to be volume one, and it's it's 160 pages. Um, it's uh, I mean it's a complete story too. I think that's kind of the cool thing is that it's yeah. it's an introduction to the what's going on, but it's a complete beginning, middle, and end story. Yeah. And that's, hopefully, well, I'm actually it's funny I'm I'm roughing out volume two right now. So oh, nice. I was about, I'm about to, my next question is, is, are you planning to do more volumes? Which is, I guess you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm really hoping this go around. I can um, maybe hire out some of the work. So it goes a little faster this time. <laughs> yeah. Doing it all yourself can kind of take a long time, especially if you're doing the, you know, it's funny because um, I did comics for a long time, web comics. I do comics now too, indie stuff. And for a long time I did my, I was like, Oh, Colors, you're just adding colors to it. Then I started doing coloring work myself. I'm like, wow, this takes a long ass time. And this is not, I mean, eventually I found out once I got into the groove, I, I, I found it fun. But originally I was like, man, this is kind of, this is boring. I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but yeah, now, I, uh, the flattening to me, though, God, that's the worst part. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the flattening there sucks. Flat colors in. Yeah, adding, adding in shadows and highlights and doing, doing effects. I love that part. Flattening is like, ah, uh, so boring. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I'm 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 actually hoping I can train one of my kids to maybe. <laughs> take That's the that goal. Over next That's time. the goal. Teach a kid to flatten and and, and That's add their, right. I'll put your name in the book. It's fine. You be the flatter. It's it's great. <laughs> I, I, I learned hair, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> right, right. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, next after this goes right, and this is funds in people's hands. Are you planning to take it on, take it to cons, and do conventions with it? Yeah, so the hope is um, with the Kickstarter, I'll raise enough money, you know, basically pre-selling the books to order enough inventory to start going from convention to convention and see what I can do there, um, you know, and maybe potentially submit it to a publisher, but, you know, we'll see one one thing at a time. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I haven't read it yet, obviously, because it's not out yet, but I look at the art and I read the synopsis and stuff, and it looks... The art looks great. I like the, um, I like the what is it on um, the second picture on the Kickstarter where it has the buildings and the the fire smoke going up. That looks really nice. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So that yeah, that's the Elysian capital. Ah. So subterranean capital, and that's where they show up and it's been attacked. But thanks. Yeah. No, I um, you know, I perspective is kind of a thing I love to mess around with and do things like that. So that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Well, everyone out there listening, there'll be a link in the show notes to go click on it, go right to the Kickstarter. We'll also have it on Twitter and everywhere else we share things around. And uh, Jack, I thank you so much for coming on, talking about your book. Uh, it looks it looks really good, and I can't wait to see more from you. Oh, great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, that sounds fun, man. I, I was excited because it's he sent us a copy of it to read. Uh, I told him I'll, I'm going to read through it. I'm going to do a review on the site for it as well. Uh, it's uh, six issues put into a graphic novel. So it's 160 pages, 180 pages, something like that he said, where he's doing the writing, the penciling, the inking, and the coloring. He actually taught Holy himself man, how to color to do this because he, he couldn't work it out to, to hire colors to bring somebody in that he liked. So he ended up just saying, screw it. I'll do it myself. Wow, that's a lot of work. Yeah. That's yeah, a but whole it, it looks great, lot of so. work. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, guys, check that out. Who's next on the docket? Who's next? Who's next, you ask? Up next is Oscar and Rolando with Mashbone and Grifty. Mashbone and who? Mashbone and Grifty. Grifty. I like the title. Yeah, me too. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Rolando Esquivel, uh, co-writer uh, for five meets comics uh, on the project mashbone and grifty and i am oscar garza co-writer co-creator of mashbone and grifty uh mashbone and grifty is a story about two dummies who decide to go into business for themselves as private detectives in the crazy border town and uh one is a mutated monkey creature with a bone stuck in his head weird yes funny yes also yes if you're a fan of rick and morty scooby-doo or the boys 
Mashbone and Grips is for you. Check out our Kickstarter. It's on now until March 30th. That's a, an eclectic set of, uh, of things to compare it to. Ricky Morty, Scooby-Doo, and The Boys. All things I love, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that we can compare it to all the time. So it's not us saying it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. But you just said it, though. Right. I'm saying it now. I mean, you did just say oh, it. It's oh, not, oh. It's true. That is true. <laughs> Literally just said it. <laughs> so um, the story for this, this book, uh, how – Tell me a little more about the actual, like the book itself. How big is the book? Kind of stuff like that. Right on. Well, it's uh, it's two hundred plus pages. Uh, we say plus just in case we start meeting some stretch goals and whatnot. But it's actually two hundred sixteen pages, which is four issues. Our issues are always forty eight pages long. That's a big issue. And we're adding. Yeah, we try to give you the most bang for your buck, man. Where else are you going to get an awesome comedy comic book forty eight pages for like five to seven dollars? Yeah, that's depending good, on where you buy it. That's good. Uh, and yeah, so we got issues one, two, three, and we're debuting issue four in this comic for the first time. We this we haven't sold it yet. Uh, it's actually about seventy percent done. Nice. Uh, so we're looking for this Kickstarter to give us the extra boost. We've never done a Kickstarter before. We've always done these comics just for the love of the game. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I do I know. <laughs> uh, we and the we don't make a dime off these things. Uh, they pay for themselves. Every dollar we get, we just put into printing more comics. Nice. How long have you been doing this? We do it for about three years. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. A little, uh, yeah, uh, actually a little over three years. Um, we started writing it uh, quite a while back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, about three or so years ago is when we released the, the first issue. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just, um, and, and before, whenever we, we print them, uh, we've been printing them in black and white. Right. Um, so, uh, for the Kickstarter, it's the first time that we're actually going to print in uh, Mashbone and Grifty in full color, uh, which is pretty exciting for us to be able to debut our issue number four uh, in full color. So, uh, so that's uh, that's uh, pretty special for us there. That is cool. That is cool. So, since you're putting issue four into this this trade, uh, is there going to be an actual physical copy of number four as well, or is it just like just if you want the fourth issue, you've got to buy the trade? Not right off the bat, but yes. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Nice. Like if we go to uh, I mean, let's say we go down to the the conventions we always go yearly, or in the in the stores, uh, we always want to give that option, you know, because there's people in Austin. We have our books over at Austin Books, the coolest uh, comic book store in Austin. Right. And there's people who bought issue one, two, and three there. So if they want, they can, once it's printed, we can do issue, they can buy issue four. But we, right now, we really want to sell that Kickstarter, sell that graphic novel. Oh yeah, I, I mean, Kickstarter is a great place for graphic novels because you people from around the world can can get the you know the whole story or well, at least the first four issues of the whole story and and uh, and dive in from there absolutely and if you want to support us but you don't want to dive in completely you can order uh just issue one as, as a perk oh nice good idea mm-hmm. that is cool so what's the future plan for for mashbone and grifty are you planning to do continue, uh-huh. continue it and go more after this yeah absolutely um we have um uh, we have like a heck of a lot more issues mapped out. Um, so from issue one, it's kind of, um, it, it's going to be going into potentially a, a pretty long story arc. Uh, but every issue stands alone, though. That's one thing that we definitely wanted to do. That's why each issue is 48 pages. Uh, each issue can stand alone, but but we're also building towards a uh, um, a larger like story arc. Um, they kind of start figuring out, you know, what's uh, kind of what's going on in their town. Uh, these two characters they start figuring out what's going on in their town. And, uh, you know, all the stories are kind of kind of uh, intertwined, but we definitely do have uh, have plans to uh, to expand beyond just the the four issues that that we're going to have uh, here pretty soon. That is super cool. So, what 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 cons? I always ask the question to everybody. What what convention do you guys like to hit up? Well, uh, let's see. We go to uh, Latino Comic Expo. We go to the uh, uh, Bell County. Is it Bell County? Yeah, Bell County Comic Con. Bell County Comic Con. Uh, South Texas Comic Con. Uh, we we are actually going to a, a new one in Modesto, California, the Latino Comic Art Expo, I believe it's called. Oh, that's cool. That's and cool. Uh, and the Crearte Festival in Brownsville, Texas, a week later. And at those conventions, uh, we're going to be giving out print copies of issue four, the first half of issue four, oh, uh, nice. with links links to the Kickstarter. 
That's cool. That's, yeah, a, good, so, that's a good idea. Yeah, nice, uh, nice little preview there for uh, for issue number four. Yep. That is super cool. Uh, do you guys ever have, do you guys ever get up to Seattle at all? We should, but uh, not yet. <laughs> I know right right now is a bad time for Seattle with the whole coronavirus thing going on, and and Emerald City Comic Con oh, just got God. canceled. So, but yeah, now, now yeah. It, yeah, it's a bad time for everything. You yeah, know, right uh, now it's horrible, especially... but normally it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Who's why? Yeah, I, we uh, go ahead. We we primarily have been doing Texas because that's where we're from. Yeah. Um, you know, we branched out to California uh, the last two years, um, but yeah, we're definitely uh, um, you know we want to make plans to to go a little further out, um, also make it you know uh, Seattle area. Um, but also like the East coast as well. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, we have some compatriots out there, uh, the Nertino expo, um, that we'd like to, to go, uh, uh, visit and give a shout to. So, so yeah, we definitely, uh, want to put that stuff in the works to, to, nice. to make it out to several more States. Yeah. I can tell you from experience that, uh, indie comics do extremely well at Emerald city comic con and at New York comic con. Those two shows are really good for indie, indie books. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people will sell a lot of their books at those shows. People go, like I specifically go to Emerald City, you know, to hit up Artist Alley and to hit up the indie books. You know, a lot of people do that. So next year when it's, when Seattle's not a, a cesspool of disease, um, it's 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 crazy because like uh, all my where I work in Seattle is everything shut down. Like every, everything's like work from home. Don't come to the office. It's it's kind of crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. And and you know, and and that also kind of you know makes you think about. Well, you know, if, if you can work from home now, why why not more? Why can't right. you work from home more? <laughs> exactly. I talked to my boss. I work. I can work from home just fine. I do it all the time. Just let me be full time home homework, and I, then I can do my work, work on my comics, work on my podcast. You know, on the side. <laughs> yeah, it saves saves you the commute time yeah. and all. So, I mean, I can yeah. tell my boss, like, hey, you know the deal. I've been there nine years. I do about two hours of work. Yep. And then I do six hours of my comic. Yep. I mean. If, if you do it at home, you don't have to see me do that. Yeah, you have to watch it. <laughs> it makes everybody happy. The same amount of work's getting done, all right? <laughs> yeah, and they're always over my shoulder looking. I mean, they're getting spoilers yeah. for my book, you know? They, 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 should, they should wait like everybody else. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> so is, do you guys, um, this is kind of an off question with the Kickstarter, but do you guys have other projects you work on as well or other things you put out? Oh, Yeah. Um, because Mashbone and Griffey, the thing about Mashbone and Griffey, let me tell you about Mashbone and Griffey. They Please are, do. uh, Mashbone and Griffey is for, for, uh, grownups. There's a lot of, uh, bad language in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, you know, uh, adult situations. Right. Uh, nothing, oh, no, you know, nothing overly raunchy, but we do like to get, hit you with a good one, two punch of, you know, what did I just see. Good. Good. But we also have, um, a all ages comic book called Lemon Pepper Hugs. Oh, Okay. And uh, it's about three kids, Lemon, Pepper, and Hugs, who mm-hmm. uh, go on little adventures in their uh, neighborhood. And we try to give the same quality of comedy without the content. Right. So try, try, to, try to tone it down for the uh, an overall audience, but still have the same level of, uh, of awesomeness in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, the same spirit of, of Mashboard and Grifty, but yeah, without the, uh, without the naughty language. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm looking at it right here. That's cool. So is 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 Five Meat Comics just you two, or is there more people involved with it? Yeah, it's us because you know I, each one of us does the work of two and a half people. You know what I mean? As you as you have to in indie in the indie world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a must. It is a must. It's a must. The art looks great. But uh, but yeah, it's just it's just us two uh, doing the the project. We've been working on stuff. And we, we've known each other since eighth grade. And, been doing a lot of dumb stuff since then. Uh, we're working on uh, little projects here and there since we're in college. So, uh, but yeah, when it came time to decide on a name, we uh, chose Five Meets Comics. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty original. Um, you know, you, you Google it, you're pretty much just gonna find us. Yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of a little inside joke from uh, from high school. But but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh, just us two man writing, and uh, Oscar does the uh, does the drawing. Yeah, that actually sounded kind of raunchy. So let me clean it up a bit. Uh, <laughs> long story short. <laughs> when you when you read our books, they're gonna just be so leave funny. it like that, man. Just leave, <laughs> it, leave it. They're gonna be so funny. They're gonna make you so happy. It's gonna give you the same feeling as if you bit into a gigantic five meat Whataburger. That's how that's that's how good our books are. That's there a lot of meat. That's a that's a that's a big undertaking right there. Cheese but if you want it. I always want cheese <laughs> in my burger. I, I I gotta have cheese in my burgers. I can't do without it. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, man, you guys, your book looks great. You guys, you guys are great. I like your, uh, I like, actually, I haven't read it obviously yet because I haven't, it's not done for me to back it and read it, but I like the art. So the art, the art makes me happy. <laughs> I 
I also like on your Kickstarter you have you are, you're doing trading cards and the old like the old Marvel trading card style. That's cool. Yes. Now I, I do have the asterisks down there uh, that are subject to change because right. I, I don't want to. We're we're going back and forth on how far do we want to push the. It looks just like a Marvel card. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> I say just go for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. You know. I mean, man, I looked on Kickstarter and they got straight up like. Deadpool versus Daffy Duck comic books up on Kickstarter. Nobody cares anymore. It's so crazy. <laughs> you know? it's, it's it's like yeah. yeah. Some, some people just take I don't know. Some people just don't care about copyrights, which is like all right, whatever. <laughs> we had a conversation yeah. with my co-host a while ago about um, people using like when oh was it oh, I think it was Disney or somebody went through and like ceased and assist a bunch of people for doing fan art. Uh, it was Baby uh-huh. Yoda. It was Baby Yoda, right? Or the child? Oh yeah, they tore a lot of Etsy's apart. Yeah. And he was like, well, I don't understand why they're doing that. But I was like, well, if I thought about it, you know, if I created something a bunch, that a bunch of people went and just made a bunch of copies of it and made a bunch of money off it, I'd be a little upset. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But he was like, he's, he's, not, he's, not a, he's not an artist or a writer. He's, he's not a, well, I mean, he's, he writes some stuff now, but he's not like a creative mind person where he's like creating things, you know? So he doesn't see, <laughs> he doesn't see it that way. Well, guys, this was fun. Your book looks great. Everybody listening, I'll have links in the show notes below. Mashbutter and Grifty, Open for Biz, Volume 1. It looks great. I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you very much. Hey, hey, a, a, special, a special shout out to uh, Sean Kelly McKeever, the Eisner winning writer of comics. Of uh, He's worked for Marvel and Bioware. He did the uh, Mary Jane Loves Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy who uh, told me to talk to you this. Oh, was it nice? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you to him. He's a good dude. Yeah, we had we had him on um, recently, and his episode actually airs pretty soon. Nice. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a lot of fun to talk with. So they were really cool. They're they're a duo out of Texas that they're writing and drawing for their for their company Five Meets Comics, and uh, they have a. a, a not I don't want to say it's a companion series this, but they have this this is like the adult series they have, like you know, the 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 PG thirteen R rated series they do. Then they have like kids, like a PG series they do that's kind of they, they they explain it as it's a similar tone as far as jokes go, but just available for kids to read, right? And yeah. But but the Kickstarter is for Mashbone and Griffey, which looks really fun. Um it's basically a guy who's part monkey with a bone through his head, because why not? It's comics, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> because you know, <laughs> comics. Yeah, because comics, because comics. And they were a lot of fun to, comics. to to come on. And I actually I actually want to bring bring them back on sometime to talk to them some more because they were super fun to talk with. Awesome. Well, who do we got next? Up next, we got Brian Dawson with Mahoney's. I love that title, Mahoney's. It just right. it just sounds like it's about a bar. It is. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, my name is Brian Dawson, and I am the artist and co-creator for Mahoney's. Uh, Mahoney's is basically, uh, if you can imagine the, it, it's it's a bar uh, ran by an ex supervillain for supervillains exclusively. It's kind of like if uh, the Legion of Doom hung out at Cheers or something <laughs> to that effect. Nice. So, what 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 inspired this type of a story? Well, a- actually, it's it's kind of interesting in that um, the uh, my partner Richard Carrington. Um, he lives over in England, and this this is more or less his brainchild. Uh, he had shopped it around um, online on Facebook. I, I, I actually had been in comics back in the 90s and had stepped away, and this was the first time I I, I had touched uh, or gotten back into comics. Uh, we just we connected. He liked my artwork, and, and we kind of went from there. Um, he had uh, the first issue kind of fleshed out. He knew what he wanted to do, but I think between the two of us, we we kind of you know developed the story, developed the characters, and and uh, kind of went from there. But the the gist behind it, uh, as as explained to me by Rich, is it just basically, you know, we're Superman without Lex Luthor or uh, the Joker without Batman. He but he he's always had a thing for villains and you know them more as an underdog than than actually as a villain. And this is kind of like the. You know, where would they go? What would they do, you know, after they were getting their ass kicked or, you know, whatever the case is. Right. That's it's a cool it's a cool concept to take to take what's, you know, the superhero genre, but then kind of like 
step behind it, right? You just basically step behind the scenes of this, which is kind of cool. Yeah, sort sort of. It's you know like they have uh, uh, they have their own little conversations about things. You know, like they they'll express their feelings about stuff. It, it's a uh, it's sort of it's it's a comedy and an action sort of you know combined. We we kind of walk that line between the two. Nice, nice. So this is issue. This is Kickstarter for issue two, right? Actually, we're the Kickstarter now is for issue three. We, three, we, uh, nice. Yeah, we ran the first two Kickstarters. Uh, this one uh, goes live on March second, and um, it's actually the it's uh, uh, it's the first issue of a four part series. Um, called The Last Stand, and it's basically this issue is about uh, uh, one of the characters just called the Professor. Um, he travels between planets and whatnot. He's he's on uh, this one planet, some star system, and he basically makes a, a dare that nobody can, uh, you know, beat Earth because we have the best heroes, and there's an alien race there uh, that basically takes him up on the bet, and then uh, he tries to talk him out of it, but uh, they they they're got it in their their sights now so they come to earth and uh basically challenge earth's heroes and try to take over the planet and uh that's that's the start of it anyway it sounds interesting it sounds cool it's a cool concept i like it so is this this series you're doing is it an ongoing do you have like a, a do you have to try and it, keep it going is it? ongoing um the the first two uh episodes or issues are self-contained this one is a is a four-parter uh it's all written in fact i'm already drawing issue uh five or four at this point um and uh those are wrapped those are you know that's all fleshed out and everything uh and then um uh we're, we're kind of discussing what direction to take after that we're, we're going to start story building in terms of uh we're getting a, a lot of response from uh, you know on, on some of the characters and uh so we're, we're taking what people are saying, you know, to heart. And, and like, if there's this big interest in this character, then we start to develop that one a little bit more. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to eventually start to, you know, dive into some you know, different uh, storylines that will kind of interweave, uh, you know, as, as the story goes on. But it's just a, it's a lighthearted book. It doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. But um, it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to draw. And uh, I, like I said, we've gotten pretty good response so far on the story itself. Yeah, the art looks great. I'm looking at issue two right now. It's it's very clean, very colorful, and I, I really enjoy it. It's it's funny because it's it's sort of like riding a bike. Uh, you know, issue one was the like I said, the first one I'd done in 20 years, and um, I look back at it and I just it pains me so much because it's kind of like, you know, the, a lot of the characters don't necessarily look the same panel to panel, and and uh, as as I'm going along, like. Issue two, I thought the artwork was getting better, but issue three, I think the artwork is is uh, it's really starting to t to tighten up. And uh, Rich and I, um, I, I feel like we we kind of we have a good flow going between his storytelling and, and uh, the the way that he leaves me kind of some room for the artwork, and uh, it it just kind of fits in place really really nicely. That's cool. So, what kind of rewards can people get on this on this campaign? Well, uh, the, the this reward or the, this campaign, we wanted to switch things up because you know uh, the first campaign was obviously you know you're throwing things out there. The second one, we had a lot of the same stuff uh, carry over, but you know you get to a point where if you want to keep people, you got to have new stuff. So this time we're offering things like um, uh, basic stuff, like we brought in some stickers. Um, uh, of course, we have uh, original artwork. Um, uh, I, I do commissions. Uh, I did quite a few last uh, last Kickstarter, so this one will probably do good. And then we thought it'd be kind of neat to put together. It's sort of a uh, I'm calling it a digital sketchbook, and it's sort of the character designs from uh, when they originated all the way through to when we actually took them to press. Uh, different. That, that's probably the most fun part about this book is is there's the main cast, but there's always background characters. So I get to just come up with these things, no rhyme, no reason, whatever, and, and uh, that, that to me is a lot of fun. So we're also offering, uh, there are certain pledge levels where people can, um, they can have themselves put in the book, of course, or if they've got characters that they like that, you know, aren't necessarily something they're using or, or whatever, we, we can have those characters be background characters in, in the book as well. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cool idea. I see a lot of campaigns do the... Uh draw yourself and get yourself put in the book, which is, I think is super interesting because 
it's, it's yeah, yeah. People people tend to like that. Yeah, and, and we just thought we'd take it a step further by you know allowing them to create it. I mean, it doesn't have to be a character that they're using. It can be something that they just want to come up with. You know, we don't have any shame. We'll just you know, <laughs> definitely put them in there and, and uh, you know let them get a little bit of airtime, so to speak. And, and it, it's uh, I think it'd just be a neat thing to look back and say, yeah, that was you know that was mine. I'm sure Rich will have to come up with something, some kind of language, so that it's one of those. You know, yeah, we know this is your character. Yes, it's in our book because we don't want to be fighting over royalties and different right. stuff like that. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll get all that vetted out, you know, down the road, I think. Oh, cool. And that, that's a cool one, too, because being able to throw a character into a book is, is cool because the concept you have here lends it to having a, you know, a plethora of background characters of, from wherever, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, we, we actually have one, uh, a character called the Pilferer, which is in uh, issue two which was just an afterthought. It was just a character that actually was designed strictly to carry the plot through. Yeah. And um, that character became really popular. We had uh, uh, Bill Tucci did a, uh, uh, a sketch of it, and we have that. That's, uh, I think that might be included in one of the, uh, the PDFs that we've got going. And then uh, Tom Wagner from Judge Dredd chimed in, and I don't remember which one of his was his favorite character, but uh, um, like, like I said... They're, they're, they're just, they're fun to draw and, and, you know, there's a couple that we may actually kind of carry on. In fact, there's one that is actually going to spawn off and become, uh, have its, uh, it'd be the, the third title that, uh, a hardline does. So hey, we're kind of looking forward to that too. That's cool. I mean, getting Bill Tucci to cut, uh, draw something for you is pretty awesome. He's, he's a cool oh, guy. Oh yeah, man. We, we, it was like Christmas day. We, we were so excited <laughs> about it and, uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 cool to see that it's it's reaching people and 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 uh, I don't know, just just having a good time with it. Do you go to cons and stuff with with this book? Yeah, um, I, I don't. I because of my job, I haven't gotten to too many. Um, uh, this year, I'm probably I'm looking to hit. Uh, some, I, I've done a lot of like local ones here, but I want to get out to some of the bigger ones so that we can kind of spread the word. Uh, Rich, he goes to some, you know, over in the UK. Uh, this year we're getting together and uh, I'm actually going to go over to England, uh, my wife and I, and we're going to do a con. There's there's an interesting side story to this, that there's actually a bar over in the UK uh, uh, called, uh, wow, uh, the, draw, the Drawing Den or the, the Drawing the drawing Board. Mm. And it is actually a comic book based bar. Like you go in and there's comics all over the walls and, and different things like that. So That's awesome. We're, <laughs> we're putting something together where... Uh, right around the time of uh, the the big London Comic Con, we're actually going to go there and do a signing and um, you know sell some books there too. I, I think that'd be kind of kind of a fun time. Oh, that'd be great because uh, yeah, London seems cool. We have a we have a friend of the show, um, Andrew Sumner, who works for Titan Merchandise or Titan Comics, and uh, he's over in that side of the woods. We keep trying we keep planning to oh, go yeah. over there to because we do a sub show on our show with him because he's. He's the EVP of merchandise for Titan Comics, and he, he he comes on the show and like talks about comics, and he's a plethora of knowledge of like movies and TV shows. It's it's insane what that guy knows. But we've been trying to he's been, he's been coming here to Seattle every so often we do shows with him. So we're planning a trip later this year to go over to London to do a show with him there. Oh wow! So it'd be kind of cool because I, I want to plan it around one of the the, the comic shows. So I, like whenever I travel, it's crazy. I've, my my day job I work in, I work for a, a tech company in Seattle. Um, but my day job, I, I, I do travel for my job, but I always try and plan where I'm going for traveling around some kind of a comic convention so I can go do my traveling and then on the weekend go to the comic show, <laughs> which has worked out a couple, <laughs> it's worked out a couple of times, not every time, but it's worked out a couple of times, which has been nice. I'm, I'm very fortunate that my wife is a comic book geek too. So, nice. you know, it, it's one of those things where like, if, if we want to just, you know, take a trip somewhere, we can set it up to go to a convention or whatever. And it's not like I'm dragging her along, yeah. you know, it's, it, uh, she, she's my uh, she's my wingman, and, and uh, normally I, I I think I wouldn't sell as many books if I didn't have her at the booth with me. She's more oh. of the talker, and and uh, she she gets the job done. So that is so true. So I I, I do comics as well, right? I, I do shows here in Seattle and around, and I wouldn't sell anything if my wife wasn't there because I just I yeah don't, right right. She she makes all the sales. Every sales always been her. So it's like yeah. Cool. I, honestly, the last the last show I did, I don't think I sold a single book. I I'm pretty sure she sold every <laughs> one of them. So. I did, I did one show without her where it was just, you know, I took my 13-year-old down in Portland and it was just him and me. And I I kid you not, for three days, we sold, I think, a grand total of like five books. <laughs> I made a lot of great connections. Like I made a lot of great work connections for future books and future stuff and for the podcast and stuff like that. But I sold like almost nothing. It was like, man, I didn't make – I basically broke even. At the end of the day, I was like I had made 
back my table, but not back my hotel. And I was like, off of like five, yes. five, four or five things. One of them was like an art commission and then some books. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> right, right, right. But it was fun. You know, it was always fun. <clears throat> it, it, it is. And it's, you know, it's a good networking experience depending on, you know, what cons you're doing and stuff. But more or less, it's, you know, any con, it's what you make of it. I mean, yeah. you can sit there and just sit there or you can sit there and connect and, and uh, you know, try to reach out. And, and again, you know, like for me, if my wife didn't go, I wouldn't be able to get out from behind the table and right. you know, check out other things, you know, talk to other people, that sort of thing. So, yeah. For, for me, cons are about are more about like me and my peers that create stuff, talking to people for the podcast, you know, finding new new books. Like I like to, it's funny, like I really don't, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but I really don't care how much I sell at cons when I do when I do a table for the most part. If I make my money back, I'm happy, but I just want to, I want to go and find new books, meet cool new people and enjoy the convention. It's kind of, kind of a bad business practice, but you know, <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, but that, I, I think that makes perfect sense. So yeah, I like to have, I, I, if I was just, Solely focus on selling books, selling books, selling books. I think I grab myself and say, knowing me personally, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, sales and me just, I, it's just not what I'm supposed to do. I think that's obvious. <laughs> I work in the tech world very specifically not to have to sell stuff. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Smart move. <laughs> right. So how often do you do these Kickstarters? Like how often or when can people expect issue four to go up? For number four? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, the plan is we want to get, we want to get all four of them out this year. Um, nice. Uh, so we're going to be a little aggressive on it. This one comes out uh, in March. Um, I'm actually hoping to, that we'll get the uh, the next one out in May, uh, and so on. So maybe every two months or something. Because it, you know, when when you, when you kind of present something as a four part thing, you know, uh, there was a year bef- between our first two, and that was just the way that it worked out. But you know, I don't want to take on as a reader. I wouldn't want to take you know, okay, so I'll read issue one or, you know, the, the first part of this and now I'm going to wait, you know, however long. It's just there's no momentum there. So right. you know, for us to, to go ahead and say, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do a four-parter, um, it, it really has to come out, you know, uh, I'd love to do it monthly. I just don't think that's going to be possible with uh, both uh, my schedule and Rich's schedule. But yeah, um, but certainly we want to we want to shoot for bi-monthly. Um, so that, that's that's the game plan as of right now. That's cool. That's cool. It's an aggressive schedule, but it's awesome. It's yeah, yeah. like you said, when you have a four part series, you don't want to wait too long because you don't want to lose interest. Yeah, because we, we had the, the, the biggest challenge is also going to be we, we've got a couple other titles that we're looking to release. Um, his uh, The very first book that Hardline put out was called Guys. And uh, it's basically four, uh, sorry, five frat kids that um, they need pizza money. So they answer. Uh, an ad in the local college paper and, and it's 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 another comedy sort of thing where they and they they get superpowers by accident and then they just don't know what to do with themselves or how to use them and, and whatnot and uh, apparently that one went really did really well for rich so we're going to bring that back around uh and then like i said we've got a third title called uh, dr bad which is based on one of the characters that appeared in issue two um, that we had some response on, and, and uh, so we're, we're just going to give him his own series too. So balancing those plus trying to get out the, the four for Pixar, it's you know it's one of those things where it, it becomes a full time job even though you have a full time job, you know. All right, for sure, for sure. Well, man, that's cool. Everybody out there listening, go click the link down below. Go check out Mahoney's on Kickstarter and give it a back. And it, it sounds really cool. And issue two was fun. I read it. I read it before the call. I really enjoyed it, and I wish you the best of luck with your, with your plans here. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. And yeah, it's uh, we're we're on Facebook and, and uh, you know on uh, on the web. So they they if someone wants a little more information, you can you can find us there too. So awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, John. Hey, where you go tonight? We're going down to Mahoney's. Can you, can you get some beers in my honies, man? <laughs> Come on, guy. You guy. Let's go to my honies, guy. <laughs> yeah, he, Brian was a lot of fun to talk with, and, and the book looks looks really good. Uh, I definitely should check it out. The The whole premise behind, you know, the superhero bar, and the, or supervillain bar, sorry. And the just, I don't want to give too much away on it. Go to the Kickstarter. Check out the video they have. It's pretty cool. Check out the all the all the, the notes on the book they have down there. Look at, the, look at the sample pages, and you'll get what it's all about. There you go. And we have one more, right? Yeah. Up next, we have 
um, Leanne Danielle, who again, I, I hope that's how it's pronounced. That's how I typed it out. And I, if, if I, as I'm seeing it now, I'm thinking I might be messing that one up. If I am, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but she has a story in the anthology book, Cthulhu is Hard to Spell too, And she had a chance to sit down with Casey and talk about her story in that book and, and kind of some more stuff there. Cool. All right, everybody, welcome again to Spoiler Country. This is a Kickstarter boost. Today we are talking to Leanne Danielle, and she is going to be featured in the Cthulhu is Hard to Spell. Um, it's the second edition of that that book series, and oh my gosh, uh, her story in it. Uh, well, Leanne, just you tell us about it. Sure, thanks, Casey. Uh, so Home Hunting Apocalypse Edition takes a comedic look at the apocalypse, and it has our characters trying to find the best of the best housing options the apocalypse still has to offer. Uh, and I think it plays with our love of reality shows and the tropes that we see in them, and with how having these little easy-to-consume escapes can be um, a really valuable thing in dark times, and just kind of, you know, it's a, it's a little lift of lightness. I can I can definitely see that and oh my gosh the team you have behind you on this story is fantastic. Um, the artist is is Abby Butler and I've never mm-hmm. seen her stuff before, but I really want to see more of it now because her just use of color and space and the fluidity of it is just really fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed working with her. This is um, we met through this project. Oh, cool, cool. And she's a, traditionally a watercolor artist, so she had been looking to expand into digital. And I was looking for an artist. I had heard of the anthology, and I was like, I, you know, I really wanted to get in on it, but I didn't have an artist to work with me yet. So um, I was reaching out on different avenues, Twitter and Facebook, and I, I think we connected on Twitter. Her, her coloring on this makes me think of somebody who is from a traditionally – fine arts background mm-hmm. yeah um the the blends and and just the the tones and it is really fantastic um so is, is this your first time ever being on an anthology yes yeah this is my first foray into comics oh cool and i mean already you're batting a thousand it looks fantastic oh, <laughs> so so for for the people out there um can you tell us a little bit about this anthology Yeah, this anthology is the second in a series of Cthulhu is Hard to Spell. The first one was Cthulhu is Hard to Spell, and this one is Cthulhu is Hard to Spell, the Terrible Twos. I love Uh, that name, by the way. Isn't it great? And the the cover art is just so much fun. Um, And there there are 38 stories in the second one. Uh, I'm looking forward to my edition of the first one, actually. I haven't read the full version, but I've read uh, the free preview of the first version and I just really loved that. So um, I knew that this was something I just wanted to join in on. And there are so many different groups of people. There are uh, lots of, there are some artists and writers like me and Abby, who this is their you know first jump into comics. And then there are, um, I think there's somebody who worked on My Little Pony, the cover artist worked on Invader Zim. And I know there's, qu- there, there's quite a few others who, who are, bigger name more more well-known names on the book as well that's that's awesome and it's i mean a whole lot of good pedigree on this book <laughs> and uh it, it seems like he they really have an eye for talent um yeah. for this anthology and uh i'm really hoping to see more of yours and 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 by extension more, more of abby's stuff as well um do you have anything that uh coming up that you want to talk about yeah, we do actually right now through Saturday. I'm not sure when this is going up. Uh, there is a, what do we call it? Um, the quarantine bundle. And <laughs> it's our kind of our next like stretch goal. Uh, so one of the books in there is with me and Abby where she illustrated um, uh, about half of the haiku. So I was kind of trying to, if, if it comes out in print, do it where it's alternating pages that are illustrated. Uh, on ebook, you don't really 
yeah. read the same way. But anyways, <laughs> it's called Haunting Haikus, and so she's uh, done the illustrations for that. Nice, nice. Well, um, th- so that's, that's one fantastic. of the rewards right now. If you <laughs> and and where can we find this on Kickstarter? Yeah, it's Cthulhu is hard to spell dot com. We'll re- we'll redirect to the Kickstarter so you don't have to type in those long Kickstarter <laughs> names. The, the the irony is that in order to find Cthulhu is hard to spell, uh-huh. you then first you have to spell have it. to know how yeah. Cthulhu is spelled. So, <laughs> so um, for any uh, Lovecraft averse people out there, is C T H U L H U? Yeah, is hard to spell. dot com. Yeah, um, and I misspelled gonna... it a couple times at at first. So <laughs> I think I was mixing up my H's somewhere. Stupid edgy Lovecraft with yeah. his crazy, <laughs> dumb, fake languages. Grr. Well, <laughs> So I can't wait to see how how this uh, how this anthology does it. I mean, you they did an amazing job last time. And uh, how many more days are on this? Uh, I think we're at seventeen. It ends on the twenty sixth. Oh wow! So that's so we've uh, just about hit our first week, and we're on week two now. Oh wow! Okay. Well, that's fantastic, and and so. You guys go out there, look up Cthulhu is Hard to Spell. Um, the anthology is incredible. There's a ton of great people on there. Uh, and uh, like I said, a ton of great people, including Leanne Danielle. And uh, the just a really great comic. So um, anything else you want to talk about before we, uh, before we uh, say goodbye? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh... The Haunting Haikus is my most recent work. I have a couple of other things, as a lot of writers do, in mind. I'm not sure where the next project is going, um, but people can find me online at headlessgnomes.com. That's the self-publishing company I'm starting right now. Um, and they can also go the there. For, thank you. <laughs> they can also go there for uh, a copy of Haunting Haikus. will be up shortly. Uh, okay. Or so. so So do you have any... Um, so this is your fir- first foray into comics. Have you? Uh, <laughs> do you have any other work outside of comics? Uh, the haiku book is my only published work. I write on Medium as well, and uh, I've been trying to get into a couple of spec fiction publications. Cool. Okay. Still working on getting into them. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I mean, it's there. It's so hard to get published until yeah. you finally get published. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then once you get a little bit of clout, you can kind of get published again more but it's all about the struggle it's all about pushing your way there and uh it looks like you're doing exactly it looks like you're doing a great job of it so uh, i can't wait to see more from you i really enjoyed the comic um so uh yeah um you guys go out leanne danielle um Cthulhu is hard to spell the terrible twos and specifically look for her comic home hunting apocalypse edition because it's fantastic. Uh, Lee and Danielle, thank you again. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Ah, no problem. Well, that sounds interesting, huh? It does sound interesting, but you know, I think we should get some royalties for the Cthulhu name in their in their uh, their title. Since our tagline is uh, "In the world of an ocean of podcasts, we are Cthulhu." Yeah, we were first. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, we didn't make Cthulhu. We're not H.P. Lovecraft, but I feel like uh, Cthulhu is our thing. Even though we never really say it, it's just on our graphics. But we should say it more often. We should say it more often. That has been our tagline since the very beginning. It has. We never use it. We don't use it. We use it from. We use it very rarely. (laughs) Uh, And there was a thought of having a Cthulhu, a baby Cthulhu doll with a Spoiler Country T-shirt as something that we could make and get in uh, and have in our merch, our swag section. We need a. I mean, we need we need a merch section, man. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We have nothing. We have nothing. Well, we have a T-shirt, and I think I'm the only one who bought one. I think so too, and I don't you know. I went to buy one, and I, I had my card declined because I, you know, it was a no money on it. So I was like, <laughs> never went back and bought it again. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, there you guys go. There is a new KSB in the books. 
You guys yep. can check it out. Hopefully you liked what you hear. If you did like what you hear, go visit their Kickstarters. And, you know, if you can't get the most expensive or the mid one, get the cheapest one. You know, yeah, get yourself a digital have, copy. Yeah, they all have something in the in the, the one to five dollar range. And, and even if you can, if you can't afford that or you don't want to do that for whatever reason, yep. at least share it out or share this episode out so more people who you may know might want to go and back one of these Kickstarters. There you go. Hey, if you like what you heard, you know, we have other Kickstarter signal booths on our website. Yeah. That are old. That and doesn't you can check mean out all those books that you still. can't listen to them, see the books, and find them online and reach out to the creators. And they almost always have copies for sale. And you never know what you're going to find. Because, like Johnny said, there's 23 of them. And 20, each one has 20, 21. This is 21. Oh, 21 of them. Yes. Each one has two, three, four creators on there. That yeah. means there's potentially over 80 different books for you to find out about. So go back there. Check it out. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. I think that's a show. That, that's a show. Let's, let's wrap this up because uh, we've got some books to go share out. Yeah, we do. All right, guys. Don't forget. Open the mind. Open the mind. yet or anything like you know you get ahead of yourself don't hesitate to let me know we're not out to get anybody we, we just want to help you guys you know sell this comic and help with the kickstarter um and if you have any other projects that you'd want to discuss while we're on by all means you know th- you know you have the floor so okay sounds great awesome awesome okay so um <clears throat> I'm gonna do a intro. Okay. Um, how, your last name is Daniel. It is. Uh, it's it's Danielle. Um, okay. <laughs> it everybody gets confused with the spelling. Oh yeah yeah. Um, Leanne Daniel. Danielle, like the like the girl. Sorry. Name. Uh, no, it's I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> Leanne Danielle. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um. got one more kickstarter for you tonight it's cold-blooded with perry edwards and let's go ahead and hear him talk about his manga inspired comic series that he is now putting on kickstarter that he's been doing on uh on the web for his webcomic for the last year or so My name is uh, Perry Edwards. I'm a mangaka in the making, making my own manga, Cold-Blooded. It's an ongoing shonen battle manga that I've been trying to put out monthly. Uh, Not quite monthly, but that was my goal on Webtoon and Tapas. And I almost have enough for a graphic novel, a trade paperback, or a tanko bond, as they're called. And I'm launching a Kickstarter Awesome. So what's the what's 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 the basis of the of the story? Cold blooded is about holding out hope his father is still out there after his disappearance five years ago. Rim Snart discovers the latent reptilian abilities brought out by an attack by a shadowy figure determined to end his life. Nice. So are you doing the whole thing yourself, writing, drawing, lettering, all that stuff? Yes, I'm the writer and artist and I scan it in and do the Photoshop stuff and I letter it. Nice. Um, and all that. So what's your, do you have a history with drawing comics or with, with art that you, that's always wanted to do it or did you go to school for it? Yeah. So I'm mostly a self-taught artist, but I have went to school. I started drawing like, uh, I, before I learned how to write, I'd pick up a pencil and would draw. And it wasn't until like kindergarten, the other children pointed out I had a knack for drawing. Nice. Um, 
which you know I wasn't aware of. You know, to me, I was just doing it for fun. And both my parents work, and I would be left uh, at my grandma's house, and there'd be nothing to do but you know eat, watch TV, draw, or make things with my hands. And she even had some how to draw books, but I wouldn't really follow them. I would just trace them. And you know, um, when I realized I had a talent. I did try to hone it and how to draw books was my go-to. And then in middle, uh, around middle, no high school, actually, I started taking private art lessons and learning about the elements and principles of art. And then, um, I went to Odessa college to, uh, get my, uh, like kind of basics out the way. And I took a lot of like traditional art classes there, drawing and painting and, when I transferred from there to Sam Houston State University, I graduated with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Computer Animation because I originally thought I wanted to be an animator. I thought I, because I had this story in mind and these characters I had thought of and drawn in sketchbooks since middle school. And I thought animation was the avenue I wanted to go down to bring that to life. Mm-hmm. But animation has has limitations and and you don't have as much creative control and there's a whole lot it's a whole lot more hassle it's a lot of work too it takes a lot of time yeah yeah it takes time it's very time consuming and it's it's you know my vision would take forever to be realized at that rate and so i'd always loved manga you know, manga is always adapted if anything if it's good or popular enough into an animated series is like you know, so why not just do make a manga? And if, if it's successful, sure, surely it will spawn a, uh, animated adaption. That'd be perfect. Right. It's and, kind of, uh, they're, they're, built, they're built for it. So, yeah. And you know, even if it never is adapted, I'd have, I, I hopefully it would stand on its own and people will like it. Animation is just a, um, it, it's just a way to, it's just it's not it's not, it's just a means to an end it's not the the end to the means it's just right. the medium you know we're just storytellers and that's the medium i choose is comics because i can control it all and do it all myself right. and in animation it's very collaborative and uh i want to make the purest version of what i have in my head and right. this is how that gets insured and you get to be the director, you know, everything. Right. You have a full control over doing everything you want to do, which is nice. So how long have you been uh, working on Cold-Blooded? For, uh, for a while. So, like, you know, I, I had the idea for characters in my head since middle school. And it wasn't until it, uh, before I even <laughs> transferred to Sam Houston, I, I'd already been thinking about um, going in the comics. And, and uh, I wasn't sure i was mostly thinking well well, i'd get a job in animation work on comics on the side that was my original plan um and so i had made a comic um i i tried writing it out that didn't work for me i so i just kind of storyboarded it in japan they have what's called a name and it's just like the layout and I i don't think they make a script or anything they just draw it even uh, in writer artist teams, if uh, you know a writer that can't draw, they can. They might draw a name, and then the artist looks at it and then, you know makes it good. And uh, right, right. And that's kind of what I I, I did, and uh, I drew it. I and it, it like it like took me a year, but I wasn't actually a year working on it. It's more like I started it, and then I didn't work on it for a very long time, and then I. And then I resumed and I actually, you know, I'm going to knock this out. I'm going to get done. I did. Right. I was very proud of it. My, uh, my first chapter, my first ever comic. Yeah. Cause I think I started before I transferred. I finished sometime after I transferred to Sam. And, uh, while at Sam, I learned that getting into the animation industry is like really difficult, you know, to kind of similar to how it is in the comic industry. And it's like so much work and it's such hassles. Like I'm going to have to choose one or the other. Right. You know, there's no, it'd be so difficult to do both. And I think that I would like, I like comics a whole lot more. And that's, that's what I chose to pursue. And a lot of things that I learned about animation that they won't go to waste. They still apply to 
uh, comics. Uh, a lot of animation and comics are intertwined. There's right. always been a history of from from comics conception. There's been a history of comic characters being adapted to the big screen or uh, to animation. That's true. That's true. So your Kickstarter campaign for Cobra Volume One. What uh, what's that going to entail? What's how big is the book? What's what's all included with that? It's going to be at least uh 180 pages and that's eight eight chapters worth that nice. i've been putting out and i'm working on the eighth chapter right now um i'm in the middle of penciling it and uh you know penciling seems to take the longest and then inking kind of goes kind of quick and then scanning and all that right right and uh uh, hopefully uh, I'll finish that during the campaign. So by the campaign, by the time the campaign's in, I'll have it ready. I'll make it into a PDF and send it to wherever I'm, I'm getting printed. That's cool. So is it going to be a, a manga, a manga size book or, you know, a full size graphic novel size? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be the size of a Tanko bond five by seven. Nice. That'll probably be the, the core, uh, reward, uh, at $15, you should be able to get a PDF in that book. And uh, I, I'm just gonna sign them. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna ship them all out anyway. So I'm just gonna sign them. What? I don't see a point in making a separate tier, like a slightly like five dollars more. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are the kind of rewards you gotta have on there? Uh, okay. Well, the PDF and the PDF and the Tanko Bond, the PDF Tanko Bond, and a poster. Um, cool. So, and the poster you get to choose. Like, I make a cover for each chapter like it's a single issue and i've even self-published single issue single issues of the individual chapters and so you can pick a poster i'll have like the virgin cover and you can pick between eight technically nine because i made a back cover for one right and and you can get a poster with that and then um i have a, a fourth tier where you can get uh the pdf book poster and all and all eight single issues i don't actually have them all printed i have the first four printed but uh this tier is going to be limited uh because when i initially started my series i had a different name i called it it was called transformer right and uh you know at the time i i i kind of came up with that name from the beginning and i i, I should have deliberated on it more i should have waited <laughs> and after getting some feedback you know i decided to change i decided to change it and and for me it's like coming up with names is difficult and i had to bounce a lot of ideas off different people and someone said cold blood and it really resonated with me i'm like this this is gonna fit and then i had my friend make a logo and the logo's great and it feels like it really came together after i got that logo like this this feels legitimate now because before you know, I, I did everything myself and I, I drew my own logo and it's like having an actual logo made in Illustrator, it just doesn't compare <laughs> <laughs> to right. what I came up with. So it was really coming together. And so uh, on that tier, you get all eight issues, but the first four issues are the ones with the old title. Right. Uh, because I, I'd already printed these and, and took them to cons to sell. And I don't want them to just go to waste because I changed the name. Right. And right. I, I want to get rid of them. And, uh, but that's why it's limited because I won't be printing anymore. Uh, and so. That's cool. That's cool. So what's, um, what's your goal for the campaign? $831 to cover the print cost and sh uh, shipping and handling. Not bad. It's a nice modest goal. Pretty, uh, pretty obtainable, which is nice. It's good when you have campaigns that have obtainable goals that aren't outrageously high, you know. Yeah, because, um, you know, I I I've been in taking the comics launch course, and they really helped me uh, find that goal. Oh, nice! And that's a good course. You know, I I wouldn't have wanted to go for a very high goal. I'd rather play it safe. I'd rather lowball it and right. you know <laughs> get it funded than highball it and miss. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think for a first Kickstarter, you know, you probably shouldn't go over a thousand. You know, that's just, it seems like it's pushing it. Right, unless unless you're your first one, you have like some huge following for a long time and just haven't done it for whatever reason. Yeah, keep it modest because uh, you know it shows people that you're serious about it and you have the the skin your own your own skin in the game too, which really helps. Yeah, and uh, the the way I see it is, um, 
you know, if, if you go over your goal, you're just going to print, you're going to print that many more books anyway, you know, it's extra books for the pile, which is nice. Well, is there anything else about cold blood? You want to let everybody else know about it to reasons why they should go back to your book and go check it out? Well, uh, you find me on social media, uh, type in Perry Sauter. That's like my name for virtually everything now. Okay. And you can sign up for my email list and you'll get a free PDF. But even on that, like I already mentioned, it's all webtoons and topos. So you can read everything of it that, you know, it's free to read. Right. And, and so you can literally try it out for yourself. Uh, but you know, an incentive to get the book is not only will you get a physical copy, but it'll be, it'll be higher resolution too. Cause on webtoons and topos, you can only, uh, it can only be so uh, high, high pixels. Right. And also supporting the creator too, which is a big thing. And why people support Kickstarter is just to help support creators because creating content is not easy. Yeah. Which is partially, which not partially, oh, which yeah. is the main reason why we do this on our show is to help promote creators because we know, I know from personal experience from doing web comics for, uh, did web comics for 13 years before I um, got out of it. You know, it's, it's very oh, wow. difficult to get your name out there and get stuff out that you're doing because you want, you know, it's a lot of work on top of, creating the comic it is a lot of work and uh what i hate the most is just marketing yeah <laughs> that's more i hear that a lot marketing I is the worst part marketing so much <laughs> if you could just make the comic and get it out there <laughs> yeah that's what i wish because art and commerce don't really mix but they need each other and i'm just really jealous of uh mangakas in japan because they pretty much get to entirely focus on the book Right. They don't have they don't even have to worry about their their logo or lettering. The publishers do that. And the 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 books, their uh one shots get, you know, ran in uh anthologies. So it's like you go to a gas station or wherever cuz you you can buy your shonen jump at a gas station, pick it up and then flip through it and read uh Naruto or Dragon Ball Super. Boruto, whatever's popular at the time. And then, oh, there's uh, something from a new creator. Well, I have this. I may as well read it too. And a whole bunch of people can get introduced to a series very easily. And if it gets serialized, then, then they can just work on it. And, and But here, it's not like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's here, very... you have to pretty much like pick yourself up from the bootstraps and uh, do it yourself. Yeah. And, well, you know what? Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you coming on, talking about cold blood, sharing with our listeners, and we'll be sure that when this pops out, we'll uh, we'll tweet it out and we'll get it out there. Nice, thanks. Yeah, so cool. I mean, it's it's interesting. He's, he's it's it's always fun to talk to someone who's super passionate about their work and and really loves what they do, and, and definitely Perry is. Yeah, well, you know, check it out. If it's for you, share it. If you like it, put a you know, get one of the the the, the levels, you know, dollar the buyer. Whatever one you want to try. 